Thank you so much for joining me in this live broadcast today. It's really been a long time since I've made a live broadcast because, um, just to be frank, I've never been here preaching everywhere, sharing the gospel of grace. But those of you that watch this live broadcast, thank you so much. It's an honor for me to come to your house and preach the gospel of grace to you. Um, I know that you're going to be touched and impacted by this message. There is only one gospel. It is the gospel concerning Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, and we're going to preach the Word today. Amen. Before we get into the Word, let's just pray together, and I will give after a short report back on my trip to Tanzania, and then jump right into the Word. Father, I want to thank you for everybody that is watching. Thank you for the honor that I have to preach this gospel to people all over the world. Thank you for having Grace Stream TV where we can share this message right now with people. I thank you that they will be impacted by your message of grace. Holy Spirit, thank you that you speak powerfully through me and that you've given me wisdom in the gospel to preach this word. I thank you, Lord, that your spirit rests upon my mouth but also upon their ears to hear and understand the gospel. That Everybody that listens will have an enlightened understanding that they can be set free from the bondage that Satan brings over, over the church and over the world through the law system. Thank you, my God, for your grace. Thank you, my God, for your power. Thank you, my God, for your love. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God is a good God. That's all that we can say at the end of just seeing everything is done and who He is. Like many of you know, I've been um, visiting the nation of Tanzania, the country of Tanzania, and uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful trip. It was a difficult trip, it was a hard trip, because I went alone, and um, the people in Tanzania, not many of them speak English, they speak Swahili, uh, but it's very friendly people, they've cared for me very well. Different in culture, it was a bit of a, a difference than what I'm used to, but Thank God, you know, that I could go and preach the gospel there. God has opened the door for me um, by meeting with a man called Moses Kulola and his son Daniel Kulola. Now, Moses and Daniel Kulola, Kulola are, um, I mean, Moses, the, the, the pastor, has started uh, four and a half thousand churches in Tanzania. And they've invited me to come and preach in their nation. I've preached in their churches and they want me to come and do leadership training in these churches. So, I, I'm, I'm so excited that we can go and share the gospel there. I mean, what an impact we can make on four and a half thousand churches. They've got 1.5 million members in all the churches together. That is a great impact uh, for the gospel, a great door for the gospel of grace, the favor manifesting, um, the, like the Bible says, we will have favor with God and man. And that is the favor we have with man. Because when they heard this message of grace, God opened the door. I met with Daniel Kulola when I was preaching in, um, in, in Kenya at a pastor's conference. And he was one of the, uh, the speakers that was invited to this conference. And he listened to the message I preached and he said, that is the message our people need. And thank God for that. So, we're going to be taking our teams um, I've been speaking to some of the people in the U.S. and uh, to one of my friends in, um, in Germany. And we're going to see what teams we can take out to Tanzania because, as you can think, I can never, um, as a person, and just me and a team of five people, go and touch all those churches. We will need teams of people that preach the true gospel of grace to go out into that nation. And what's nice, we've got a... We've got a, a, a um, um, an understanding that if I come and I work there with them, that I'm the only person, you know, or not as a person, but that our teams and our ministry is the ministry they work with because we don't want to get a mixed gospel or a mixed doctrine. So they're not going to invite this group, then that group, then that group, then that group. We are the people that gonna, that's going to work there. That's why we need to get our act together, get people, get teams uh, that, that want to go out there. So, uh, please look at the website, go to latest news every now and then, and uh, have a look at what our latest news, news is, so that you can know if, you, if we've got a team going out, if you want to be involved in, in going out to bring a team, um, please contact us. It would be wonderful. Our first outreach will be next year in May. We're going to go to Mwanza, the city of Mwanza, that borders on the, uh, or that's on the, on the shores of 
uh, Lake Victoria, which is the third biggest freshwater lake in the world. And um, it's just going to be awesome. We're going to, I know that people's lives will be greatly impacted by that. Amen. Those of you that have been praying for me for that, thank you so much. Uh, it's wonderful to know that there were people backing me up with prayer, people sending me messages on Facebook. Although it took about 15 minutes for Facebook to open up there with, because the internet is um, it's so slow, it's almost backwards. But we thank God we could get the messages and uh, we could preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And I, I'm looking forward to preach them. I've met such a good friend in Daniel Kulola. He's, he's, he's an awesome guy. And, um, and, and there's just that connection that can only come from God. Amen. <clears throat> well, tomorrow I'm leaving for the United States. And I'm excited to go and preach in New Jersey. Those of you that are in the area, make sure you get to the meetings. Uh, just go onto our website. On our homepage, there's a... There's a, a place you can click where that says I'll be in New Jersey and I'll also be in uh, Tennessee. Make sure if you're in the area that you can, can come um, if you want to. It's, there's no, nothing forced. All that you're going to get there is what you already heard from me. It's the gospel of God's grace, God's love, and what God has placed upon my heart in the way I should minister it to the people there. So, uh, yeah, if, it will be good to meet some of you that I've been friends with now for a year or two years via uh, the internet and we've never met face to face it'll be good to see some of you there thank you so much so um, yes tomorrow uh, I'll, I'll be leaving so thank God that we can go and preach in the United States hallelujah God is sending missionaries from Africa to the US thank you Jesus for that right we're going to preach a little bit on um, <clears throat> um, let's go to Galatians chapter 3 Galatians chapter 3 uh, and I want to talk a little bit about Israel. Um, Israel. What is what is the this whole issue um, about Israel and and is Israel still a nation before God? Does God still regard Israel as a nation? Uh, uh, what is what is this whole thing about? Because we get so many people, especially in the U.S., and we see that 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 wave of doctrine. Uh, flowing over into Africa as well. You know, one thing I want to say is when I got to, to Tanzania, they were scared. Uh, they invited me because they felt the unction of God in their heart. But they were also scared because they said to me, Bertie, we're so scared of false doctrine. Because people have money, they can fabricate their doctrines and come with money and deposit those doctrines into our nations. You know, and we, we don't want a false doctrine, we want a true gospel. And um, here, here we sit with, with so many false doctrines that's falling around, flowing all over the world these days. Especially the thing these days that's about Israel, regarding Israel as a nation. Um, and that is all past, and I'm going to show that to you from Scripture. And maybe you want to say, well, I'm going to switch it off right here because this is anti-Semitism or anything. Listen, I don't want to burn a Jew. I'm not about to put Jews into... You know, it, it, the, the thing came so far in the churches. I've never preached on this. But I want to mention this now and preach today. I want to preach on this. That if you don't say, well, you know, we are just going to bless the Jews. They are the people of God. We honor them. they the real Rolex and we the fake. If you don't have that attitude, then, then you're busy with anti-Semitism and you are seen in the, character, uh, the category of Hitler. You know, as if you are ready to burn people, I, I don't want to burn anybody. I don't want to kill anybody. All that I say is we are for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of grace is not a new invention. It is not uh, a dispensation, you know, that is only... Uh, uh, coming out now. We call it a dispensation. People call dispensation. Paul said, the dispensation of grace has been given to me. I think it's also in the book of Galatians, or the, the gospel of grace, the message of grace has been given to him. And then he used, in one of the translations, it uses the word dispensation. And now we want to get into dispensationalism, and this dispensation, that dispensation. There's not been a dispensation of law, and a dispensation now of grace, and then a dispensation. There's only been one message from the beginning, and it's the gospel of grace. And because of the way in which God implemented things to get the gospel to us, we want to segment the thing. 
We cannot do that. There's only one gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus. It started, it was God's plan with man. God's plan has always been with the earth, with man on the earth. That's why He made the earth. Uh, God's plan is not to take all of us to heaven one day. Um, heaven will be a place where we will be for a time. But I believe that the Bible says Jesus is coming back. The earth will be made new. We will receive a glorified body. Now there's, uh, there's a website that gives statistics on, uh, uh, about the planet, on how many people get born every day, how many people die every day. Now I don't think that's very accurate because I've been in Tanzania now and I tell you if somebody dies there next to the road it's not going to make the, st- the statistics on that website um, so but it gives you an indication that the world is decaying it's not becoming better uh, people are dying forests are cut out it's becoming drier they've got a meter that's, that shows how things become hotter on the planet and it's concerning weather and all those things and can actually be disturbing but the Bible says that there is decay in this world and it will be made new in Jesus Christ so um, we must know that and we must know that there is a return of Jesus where everything will be made new and that's the only thing that is outstanding but it's not as if it has not been purchased it has been purchased in Jesus Christ, fulfilled. Jesus sits on the throne. And now there will be a time when one he has purchased will manifest. But he wants us to preach the gospel so that people can believe. And everyone that has the Holy Spirit inside him, that he might be made immortal um, in his human flesh, receive a glorified body because he called upon the name of Jesus Christ. And by the mercy and the grace of God, one thing that all people will be saved, he is um, and, and, and excuse me if I don't use the right English word here but he's delaying his come to a certain extent but it's not as we see it but it's in the mercy of God because he wants all people to hear the gospel because when he comes the state that you are in if you've believed or if you not, have not believed that's what you will be in forevermore and you will receive the consequences of that belief so we are standing in the gospel of grace and we believe that there's only one dispensation in the kingdom of God, and that's the dispensation of grace, which will never end. We can't even call it dispensation because time is connected to it. And um, there's nothing like this whole dispensation thing, you know, of this and that and whatever, and God's plan with Israel, and you look at Israel, and, and Israel is now God's voice to the world. The Bible clearly states in Hebrews chapter 11, or Hebrews chapter 1, that in the days of old, God spoke to us through um, the prophets and many other ways. But in these last days, He speaks to us through His Son. Not through Israel, through His Son. Through Jesus. So you need to hear what Jesus preached, what Jesus has said, and how it was interpreted by Peter, Paul, James, John, and those people to get the gospel of grace and the true understanding of those messages. So, um, one thing I want you to know for sure is that we cannot discriminate against the nation of Israel by saying that they are still Israel when it pertains to God. That's discrimination. That is, if you want to call it anti-Semitism, that's what you can call it. So, uh, if you say, I, th- that is being against the, 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 the nation of Israel. If you say to the Israelite that you are still Israel, you know, because of blood, because of who you are, because of the nation you're part of, that's why you are special before God. That is relating, uh, that is saying, listen, what Jesus Christ has done for you just means nothing. It's just a zero on the contract. Now, I'm not preaching this message to win any argument. The reason why I put it here is because people get into the grace of God, then I must have something on my website um, in this area people can get the truth Amen. so that when the deception comes that they, cannot, uh, that they will not fall away easily right, so let's go to Galatians uh, chapter 3 um, let's go to verse 15 yeah, let's go to verse 15 it says, brethren I speak after the manner of men Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, not man, uh, no man disannuls or adds thereunto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And he said, not as to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, 
which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before God, before God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of no effect. For the inheritance be of, for if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. So, this sounds complicated, but what does it actually say? It was saying that the Jewish people aren't special to God, and, and that the law that they received was not the fulfillment of the promise made to Abraham. Because they thought that when they received the law, they said, well, this is the salvation that is first for the Jew, and we must do this law, and then salvation is through this law. And that they thought that that was the covenant that God made with them, and that's what makes them the people of God. Then uh, uh, Paul came and he wrote something that was amazing. He said, listen, I actually want to say to you that God does not have a covenant with the nation of Israel. Now you might say, Bertie, now you're missing it. But here he says, the promise that was made to Abraham was made to Abraham and his seed, not as of many, but as of one. That is Jesus Christ. Not as by the works of the law. So what he was saying is, that which you think is what makes you a nation before God, what makes you special before God, which is the law, which determines uh, and brings a, a difference between Israel and Gentiles. The law that was given to Moses, which determined that there is a thing as a Gentile. That law is not what makes you special. That was not the fulfillment of the promise. That was only types and shadows of the coming prophesying of Jesus. Hallelujah. And another thing, you know, we take the book, and just as a little sidetrack here, we take the book Revelations, and then we say, the book of Revelation is, and then we look at the news and all of this, the Bible says the spirit, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So the fulfillment of a prophecy is Jesus, and what Jesus done for us. Hallelujah. So, here he comes and he says to them, listen, I want to tell you Jewish people, um, and I want to tell the Gentiles, that the Jews are not the people of God. Jesus is something completely different than just a Jew. Paul said, we related to Jesus according to the flesh, but we don't relate to him like that anymore. So you can't say Jesus is a Jew. He is not a Jew. He is a human being. He didn't come only for the Jews. When he came for the Jews, it was to preach to them that they could also believe. That's why it says salvation is first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. So, and the salvation to the Jew was the law message given to them so that they could, by the law, believe upon Jesus and they were the first people that the gospel was preached to but in a hidden format in the law system. And if they could interpret the hidden scriptures, then they could believe on Christ and they could wait for the Messiah. That's what the law actually told them, wait for the Messiah. But when he came, most of Israel uh, uh, and the Jewish people deserted Jesus Christ. They deserted Jesus Christ to the point that God came in the writings of Paul and said that they are again saying and stiff-necked people. Now, I tell you, you don't want to discriminate against Israel by, by, by using the nation and connect them to God as a nation. That's discrimination. That's anti-Semitism. It's anti that nation. It is removing the salvation plan that God gave to them, which already exists for them, from them. You can't hate a nation more than to say to them, God relates to you on the basis of your ethnic group. If I go to the Zulu today, and I say to them, God loves the Zulus, and God's got a plan with the Zulus, because they are Zulus. That means that the gospel I preach to them is not based in the grace message or in the spirit, but it's based in the flesh. So, my friend... Um, if you are relating to Israel according to uh, the nation and, and, and the gospel according to them as a nation, you are in the flesh. And I want to say as what Paul says, I must be in the flesh today to speak to people because they are dull of hearing. Um, we must hear what God says. 
you know, the gospel is this. Jesus Christ came and died for the human race. And if you want to distinguish and say that the, that, that the Jewish people is different from the human race and, and, and want to separate them, you are saying they are not humans. And we get God, uh, 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 humans, angels, animals. No, they're not angels. So do you want to say a Jew's an animal? Well, what do you want to, how do you want to relate? God died for them. God died for them so that they can repent and be saved. In Acts chapter 2, Peter preached and then the, the, the Jewish people said, what shall we do? He says, repent and be baptized that you can be saved. He didn't say, oh, don't worry. Uh, God's got a special plan with you Jews. You never rejected Jesus, like some of the American preachers say. You never rejected Jesus. God's got a plan with you as a nation. And you as a whole nation will be saved one day because of what you are, because of your flesh, because you are a Jew, because you are an Israel. That is not the true gospel. It will never be the true gospel. You can send money to Israel until you're blue in the face. You're not going to be blessed by sending money to Israel. All that's happening is some Jews somewhere is laughing, thinking these foolish Gentiles, yes, they are so foolish, and that's what God has given. God has given us them as our inheritance, so they will care for us, and let them do that for us. They're not going to say, well, I'm going to accept Jesus, because you give me money. They're not going to do that. It will never be like that. And that is the way it's going to be. And Israel is not going to be saved as a nation. There's no such a scripture in the Bible. The Bible many people say, let's pray for the peace of Israel. Or, you know, the, the, Paul prayed for the peace of Israel, but he spoke a blessing and he said, peace on the Israel of God. Peace on the Israel of God. Who's the Israel of God? You get an Israel and then you get the Israel of God. So who's the, who's the Israel and who's the Israel of God? The Bible says, who's a Jew but he that's circumcised in heart? Talking about belief in Jesus Christ. Go and read Romans chapter 2. For us to say that Israel is special, we have to reject the whole and all the writings of Paul, Peter and James. It, it, it's, we, we can't do that. It says, listen to this, for if the inheritance be of the law, it's no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Whereof then serves the law? It was added because of transgression, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. So that means the promise was not made to the Jewish nation. Oh my goodness. Yes, but. No, no, not yes, but. Let's read the scripture in Galatians. I mean, this is not just one little scripture that we must try and interpret in the Old Testament and try. No, no, this is a writing. And the only way for you to, 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 to argue this away will be say, oh well, that was just for the Gentiles. That's the gospel preached to the Gentiles. You must realize that, the, that, that Peter and them, when they said the gospel of the Jews or the gospel to the Israelites has been given to Peter and the gospel to the Gentiles has been given to Paul, does not mean it's a different gospel. Paul said there is no other gospel. And him and Peter, they all agreed. But what they were talking about was the passion to preach the gospel to the Gentiles was laid upon uh, um, uh, James, uh, upon, uh, not James, um, Paul. Because God gave him the revelation that all people are now the same. But Peter and them were too legalistic and too, too full of racism that they could hear it. So God spoke to Paul and God revealed to Paul and Paul spoke to Peter. And God had to give Peter a vision of eat all these animals and he couldn't understand what it was. And then the, the Gentiles received the gospel and through this vision they said now if they received the Holy Spirit like we did what, what hinders them to be baptized and to say that they are part of what God has got for the Jewish people. Not making them animals anymore but making them higher, making them humans. Jesus came and in the Jewish tradition, a Gentile was called a dog. And he, because he lived under the law, in the, in, in, in the time of 
the law before it was fulfilled in God's plan and manifestation of grace. Uh, he, he said to the woman, it's not right that I give the food that belongs to the house of Israel or of the children to the dogs. Then she said, but you can also care for the dogs. Because she, by revelation, was seeing something greater, which was the truth. Hallelujah. And I believe all that happened under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit anyway. So, I want to tell you, you cannot discriminate against the nation of Israel by connecting them to God because of their flesh. That's sin. And if you're a pastor preaching that, I want to tell you straight out, Go into your room, repent before God, asking for forgiveness for misleading people. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you've, you're giving me the truth and that I can go and preach the gospel of grace. That's what you need to do. Amen. You'll be blessed by that. And, and, and you'll be set free. Amen. It says, where serves the law? Uh, uh, um, it, was, it was ordained by angels by the hand of a mediator. Verse 20, now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. For there had, if there had been a law given that could have given life, verily righteousness would have been by the law. So what he's saying, he says, the Jewish people, listen man, do you think that the fulfillment of the promise is the law? And that you are now receiving life by the law? The law has never been the fulfillment of the promise, for you cannot have life by the law. You're having death. The promise was not made to the Jewish nation. The promise was made to Abraham and to Jesus, his seed, and then to everyone who believes. If the Jew does not believe, he's not saved. He's not saved. And his flesh is not going to mean anything in the day of the return of Jesus Christ whatsoever, it will never mean anything to God and has never meant anything to God. The only thing that the, the, where the Jewish people was blessed was to them was given the law. And if you go and read the book of, 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 of Romans chapter 9, it actually talks about the cursedness of Israel. Because it talks about uh, um, Pharaoh and it says Pharaoh's heart was hardened because God chose a vessel of honor and a vessel of dishonor. And then Israel was chosen as the vessel of dishonor where we could see the result of not believing in grace but trying to be justified by the works of the law. Now you call them blessed. They only became blessed in Jesus Christ. And if you want to take Jesus Christ away from them, you're taking away the blessedness that came through Christ and you're cursing Israel. My goodness. How can we hate people so much by relating them to God by their ethnic group or by their nation? That's foolishness. That's foolishness. Let me tell you another thing. You don't need your own country to be blessed. My forefathers came from Germany and Holland and I live in the southern parts of Africa. Tomorrow I can move to Europe and be happy. This is a basic thing that's not even in the Bible. It's home is where your heart is. Amen. That is all. But we now... Please, man. In South Africa, we live here as South Africans. I, I came from Europe. My forefathers came from Europe. That's why we're living in Africa. In South Africa. Is this now my nation? Is this now my people? There's, there's nine different nations living in one nation. Called the Rainbow Nation. Nobody's fighting for me saying, well, it's time that the Afrikaans speaking South African has got his own country. And God wants him to have his own piece of land. Why will God waste his time to give me my own piece of land so that I can, even there, think I'm special because I've got a piece of land and go to hell not believing in Jesus Christ. If, you, if we want to Jew, do the Jews a favor, preach the gospel of grace to them. And then, as the Bible says, if they reject that message, dust off your feet and go to somebody who wants to hear. That's, the, that's it. But the scripture has concluded. Listen to verse 20. But the scripture has concluded all understood. That is the Jew and the Gentile. That the promise 
by faith of Jesus Christ must be given to them that believe. So here he says, the, the Jewish people were given the law. Why? So, so that the Jewish person could be, could, could be a sinner. And the Gentile was a sinner because the law was written in his heart. Romans chapter 2 verse 12. But before faith came, we were kept under the law. Shut up unto faith, which should afterwards be revealed. So were they, were they, uh, are the Jewish people special today? By what law? The one that's fulfilled and passed away? By what law are they special today? Tell me now. You're not going to show in the New Testament finished work of Jesus Christ any nation special before God. You're going to prove the human race special before God, but no nation without turning to the Old Testament. So here it says, which Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. So were they justified and made a special people by the law? No. But after faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So we don't find the, the Jewish people, the Israel, Israeli people, don't find their identity by the law anymore, the Torah. Not at all. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. That they believe they're the children of God. We Jews, we're the children of God. You're not a child of God because you're a Jew. You're not a child of God because you're of Israel. You're a child of God if you believe in Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah, because He's given birth to you. Amen. Hallelujah. If you don't believe in Him, you belong to God and you just lost. That You need to believe that you can be born of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 26, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as, many as you, uh, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ, in Jesus Christ. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according and heirs according to the promise. Now, the promise is not towards a nation. The prom- you need to have this is our brand new Bible, I will not do it now. You know, rip out this page. Say, well, you know, to hell with this page. We can't do that. Here it clearly states that the promise, that who's, who's a Jew? Who are the people that the promise has been given to? Let's read it again. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there in Christ is neither bond nor free. So if you are saying you're a Christian, and you relate to a man as Israel, you are not in Christ. You step out of Christ. You are stepping out of your salvation. You are stepping out of the work of the cross. You are denying what Christ has done. We're going to get that in Romans chapter 9 verse 5 now. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you be Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. So is the nation of Israel Abraham's seed? No. They are not Abraham's seed. Yeah, but we are Abraham's seed for my forefathers are Abraham. God can make children of Abraham out of stones. It means nothing. The fact, what, what Jesus said and, 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 and what, what, what Paul said is, if God can make a, a, a child... Of, of Abraham out of a stone. What does that mean? It means nothing. It mean, what, what it was actually mean is, it's useless to say that I'm of the nation Israel. It's useless to say. And there is this wrong teaching, which is not the gospel of God, which will call the, it, cause the eternal destruction of people that God loves, which is Israelites, which has got the same value as the Zulu, as the Koza, as the South African, as the Englishman, as the Chinese, as the Indian, as the Indonesian, as the Australian. 
all the same as the Zambian, the Namibian, the Mozambican, the Tanzanian, the Kenyan, everybody the same before God for the law in written format to the Jews and in the heart format to written on the heart of the Gentiles has concluded all under sin, making all men, all flesh sin, so that Jesus could come and die for sin, and came as a man under the law, in the likeness of sinful flesh, when did that he included the human race, and when he died, he died as a human being, when he was raised, one man was born, and we cannot relate to any man outside of Jesus, hallelujah. If you do that, you are rejecting the gospel of grace, my friend. And you are in error. And I want to tell you, it might be hard for you. You might have publicly shown that you believe in this thing. Let me tell you something. The time of repentance is today. The time to repent and to say, My God, thank you that I will not mislead people anymore is today. But the problem is, many people make a lot of money out of this thing. Many people find their identity in this thing because we've got this new revelation now. If you say, well, I want to pray for Israel and you've got Israel on your heart, no problem, pray for Israel. But don't say that the guy that's got a heart for the Zulu um, is a little bit, must also now have a heart for Israel, otherwise he's not fulfilling the will of God. That's wrong. That is wrong because you must just tear the whole Bible. Let, let, let's go, um, go on here to verse 4, it says, now I say, of chapter 4, now I say that the heir, as long as what is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be the Lord of all. Talking about Israel here. Um, but it, but it's under tutors and governors. So what he's saying here, although you're an heir, the human race is the heir of what God has done. Okay? In Jesus Christ. He says, if you're an heir, but you're under the law, it still means nothing. You're like a slave. So what he was saying to the Jewish people in this writing is that the fact that you're a Jew means nothing. You're as good as the Gentile that works for you in the eyes of God. You're a slave. But it's under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the Father. Even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, oh, Thank you, my God. There's not another fullness of time. The fullness of time has come. God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. If you relate to Israel as Israel pertaining to God, you are robbing them from their sonship in Jesus Christ, and you're discriminating against them, and you're hating them. It's anti-Semitism. Need to repent. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So as long as what you relate to Israel as a nation, you are robbing them from their adoption as sons in Jesus Christ. And because you are sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. How, how be it then, when you knew not God, you did service unto them, which by nature are no gods. But now, so here he writes to the Gentiles, he says, listen, man, the fact that you have got the Holy Spirit, and by the Spirit you call God your Father, because you were under other gods, but now you got the gospel of grace, you were born into a new man by believing this gospel, and you call God the one that gave birth to this new person that you now, it's the proof that you are the sons of God, to the Gentiles here, but now he came and he said to the Jews, that in the same way, the Jewish people only received salvation and sonship and called uh, really heirs of God the moment Jesus Christ came and before that they weren't even the people of God. You're saying, oh Betty, you are in such an error and whatever. Listen, the Bible says the truth came by Jesus Christ. 
So, they might have been called in the Old Testament the people of God, the nation of God, and all of that. And, and, and in the Old Testament, they were people of God as pertaining to the law. But as pertaining to true sons of God, and the promise made to Abraham, they were nothing. And all that they are, can only be all that God intended for, for, for Israel and the Jews and the whole human race, can only be found in Jesus. So don't discriminate against a certain group. We're not busy with racism anymore. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God who came to set things straight in this world. Whereof you are no more servants but sons, and even son than an heir of God through Christ. Albeit then, when you knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements? Whereunto do you desire to be in bondage? You observe days and months and times and years. I'm afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Brethren, I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as you are. You have not injured me at all. You know how, through the infirmity of your flesh, I preached the gospel unto you at first. And uh, let's go on a bit there. Uh, verse, 20, verse 16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They zealously, there were people, there were people that came to the Gentiles called the Judaizers. And they were the people that said that the Jews and the nation of Israel are still playing an important role before God. And they wanted to Judaize people, get them Israelized. And wanted to get this pro-Israel, uh, uh, Israel the nation of God, the Old Testament scriptures and the nation of God. And that you must try and become part of them and bless them. And, and then you will now be saved and really in the perfect will of God. It says here in verse 17, I want to say it to the world again. You can differ from me. That will be very sorry because I want you to have true peace. In verse 17 says, They zealously affect you but not well. Yea, they would exclude you, that you might affect them. The context here is to say that there is a Jewish nation, there is Gentiles. The moment you, you, you point out Israel as a nation before God and relate that nation to God based on Old Testament scriptures, you immediately say that they are Gentiles. And the moment you say they are Gentiles, you declare, you declare salvation over the Jew and no salvation over the Gentile. And you annul the whole work of the cross. And that's why Paul said here in verse 12, he says, I beseech you, be as I am. Um, so, sorry, verse 11. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. That means that the moment you stand for a nation again, you are calling the work of the cross, the writings of Paul, and all that in vain. I don't know how to say It's in vain. It's nothing. You know, Satan, Satan's plan from the beginning was only one thing. Let man relate to God on the basis of his flesh. And now he comes to the Gentile church. Satan comes to the Gentile church. And he tells the Gentile church that the flesh of a certain nation is what makes them special before God. Because God made a promise to that flesh. Now, because of that promise of that flesh, that flesh is special. But here Paul came and said the promise was not to them, but to the heir, which was Jesus. And by Jesus, the Jew, for the first time, had an opportunity to be part of the promise. And the inheritance. But now we want to, Satan wants to rob the Jew of that. Because I mean now, what he gets is, I mean people love money. Now he gets the Gentiles to just pray for the Jew, pray for the Jew. In Afrikaans, om die Jode op de himmel, you know, lift them higher. Because they are a certain nation and give them lots of money. Just give them money. Churches are giving thousands and thousands and millions of dollars to the Jewish people and the poor Jewish people. 
I don't say we're not, if you give to the poor Jew because you love the poor, hallelujah. But then make sure you, 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 you don't say, well, the poor Jew has got more value than the poor uh, Zulu. Because that will be a sin. It will be a great sin. It, it can be a sin that costs you your salvation, my friend. Because you are rejecting the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul called it hypocrisy to the greatest degree and not walking according to the truth. In Galatians, he says he rebuked Peter to his face for he ate with the Gentiles, but when the Jews came, then he makes it he doesn't know the Gentile because these certain Jewish people came that, that, that is zealous for the law. We cannot have zeal for the law because the Bible says when we are in Christ, in Christ, Romans chapter 8. And then we are still dead because of the flesh. That means the moment you are in Christ and pertain to the flesh, you die. We cannot do that. That's why Paul said there's a salvation still to come. And the church must wake up and, and know this. There is a salvation still to come. We are saved by receiving the Holy Spirit. And that salvation we call, we call ourselves saved already because we are waiting for the salvation to come because of the Holy Spirit we have. And the Holy Spirit we have is the proof that we will be made immortal. And that's the salvation of the true salvation of the Bible. Being made immortal in the return of Jesus Christ. Now we come and we want to say we don't stand on the, fle- uh, on the Spirit anymore, but we want to become fleshly. Saying, looking at the flesh of nations. You are in the flesh. You are in the flesh, my friend. And I'm sorry for saying this, but uh, this radical, but it is a thing that has been crippling the church. It's keeping people busy. Using thousands of dollars, thousands of rands, giving it to a nation thinking that you're going to be blessed because you're giving it to that nation. You're not going to be blessed because you give it to Israel. You're just going to have less money. That's all. If you want to go and do a pilgrimage tour to Israel, do it. You know, if somebody wants to sponsor me with one, I'll go on it. You know, but let me tell you something. I, I don't find so much value in it that I will go and use my own money where I could have used it for a gospel crusade to go and tour Israel. I'll never do that. No ways. Why, why, what, what, what will I see? It will have the only value that you can ever have on a pilgrimage tour to Israel is to go and see how Israel is not a nation anymore. <laughs> and how the whole human race became one and the war that there was between people was taken away by Jesus. I want to see if I can find the scripture of Galatians here. Um, Verse 14, but when I saw, this is, this, this is uh, um, Peter now, but when I saw that they walked not upright according to the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you, be a Jew, lives after the manner of Gentiles, and not as the Jews, why do you compel the Gentiles to live as the Jews? Yet Peter fell away from the gospel, and he started to preach a thing that the Gentiles must be like the Jews. We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. This is what the Jew is supposed to know. Jewish believers are supposed to know that we are not justified, we are not blessed, we will have nothing before God because of our flesh. What the true Jew knows, the one that understands the gospel that's of the Jewish nation is that we are not justified by our works, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we who believed in Jesus, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not of the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. What he's saying there, by the message that says, we are a nation before God, because of being Israel, will mean nothing to us. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners... If there is Christ therefore a minister of sin, God forbid. Now, that's difficult to explain. I won't explain that now. Verse 18. 
For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Oh my goodness. If you go back to Israel and this, you make yourself a transgressor of the gospel. I say, Betty, but you come over it almost as if you are angry. I tell you, I am I, I'm, I'm upset about this. To see what happens to the lives of people. Because it, it's like Romans 10. People have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And Satan comes with these erroneous, error, devilish doctrines. And teaches the church, the Gentiles and the Jews that they're nothing before God. Because it's like hitting two flies with one shot. It tells the Jews that they are valuable before God because they are a nation. Because of their flesh. Robbing them from true identity. And he gets the Gentile to preach it. Or the other Christians. Now this guy feels that he's the second hand guy. The second hand Rolex, looking unto, if you look at a Jew, this is a Messianic Jew. Well, there's not such, not such a thing as a Messianic Jew. It's only Christians. There's only Christians. And then you get the Christian looking at the Messianic Jew, thinking that this Jew is now something better. As if this, you know, I, I've seen Christians when they talk to Jews, it's almost like this, you know, this is now so, someone better. It's someone that's, that, that, that's just a little bit better. They're not better. No ways. You know, one of my friends, and, and, and uh, uh, one of Vessel that's running the computer thing here while we preach, friends, he, he goes out with a, a, a Jewish girl. Now, she's a Buddhist. <laughs> but she's a Jew. Um, her brother on the Sabbath now sorry for using this example but this is how absurd this is he believes that he must keep the Torah he's now a practicing Jew and on the Saturday he calls my friend who in his eyes now is a dog or a Gentile to come and roll off the toilet paper from the toilet roll and give it to him you know, after he's been on the toilet now. Because it's a work on the Sabbath to roll off some toilet paper from the toilet roll. But now the Gentile must do it because he's a nothing before God. And then we find Christians saying that that nation is now special. On what basis? On the same basis that that guy uses, which is the law, which has ended it has ended. Oh Lord Jesus, help the church. Paul goes on and, and we talked about this, this whole Jewish thing and all of that. He used a word here. He says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It's like it, 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 it borders to, 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 um, to being bewitched. It borders to... to uh, um, cultic exercises and practices. That's what it is. Now maybe I shouldn't have preached this before I go to the US, um, but my friend, we are here to preach the truth. We can only identify in one person, the person of Jesus Christ. And God loves people. That's why He has stripped away from us our ethnic groups, nations, all those type of things, and made one new man before God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He calls this law system, this, this, this is Jews, this is Gentile, Israel, the nation, that whole teaching about that, he calls that beggarly elements and bondage. Let's read on. You observe days and months and times and years. And I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Brethren, I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as you are. You, are not, you have not injured me at all. You know how, through infirmity of the flesh and whatever. Verse 16. I am therefore, have I, 
I am therefore become an enemy because I tell you the truth. They zealously affect you, but not well. You, they would, uh, yea, they would, uh, yea, they would exclude you that you might affect them. I don't want to explain that, but verse 18. But it is, um, but it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing, and not only uh, when I am present with you. So he says it's good that people, if you can be zealous, but about a good thing. My little children of whom I am in travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. So he says, listen, the Jewish thing was now formed in you, but now I want Christ to be formed in you again. I desire to present you now and to to, uh, to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Tell me, you desire to be under the law. Do you not hear the law? For it's written that Abraham had two sons, the one of bondage and the other of a free woman. But he who was... Now listen, he says here, l- listen to what he says. He says, I desire, I desire to be present with you now and change my voice. Verse 21, tell me, you that desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? So what he's saying here is the moment you come with the nation Israel and being part of Israel and Israel, you're under the law. You're rejecting Christ. For it's written that Abraham had two sons, the one by the bondwoman and the other by the free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman by promise. So what he's saying here is that the Jewish people and this whole thing of the Jewish nation, that's born after the flesh. It's not part of the promise of God. Which things are an allegory for the two, for, for, the, for these are the two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai at genders to bondage, which is Hagar. From this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and answers to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children, for this whole Jerusalem thing is not of the promise. My goodness. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free. Which is the mother of us all. Talking about Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah, the church of God. You are part of the Jerusalem that's from above. All these things are types and shadows. The true Jerusalem that everybody is so taken up with, the true Israel that people call the true Israel, that people taken up with, that genders to bondage, it is no, you will never get it out of bondage. Jesus Christ got them out of bondage through the gospel of grace. But why do we zealously go, taking the Bible, twisting scriptures, putting poor Israel in their beggarly elements of a nation because of flesh? I, I mean... I, you know, I don't think, um, I, I'm not sure, but there might be some, but I don't think there is a pure Israelite on the planet anymore, because in 2,000 years, you will find somewhere in the forefathers, somebody sleeping with a Gentile, and you've got a forefather that's a Gentile. And that was not circumcised. So, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Right, um, I want to end off here. Now, let's end off with, with, with Romans 9. Romans chapter 9. It says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also hearing me from verse 1 now, um, witness in the Holy Spirit, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed for Christ from my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, by that saying that Israel is cursed. Who are Israelites? To whom, so what he was actually saying, I wish I was rather cursed than they, so they could believe the gospel. So what does he say about an Israelite? He says he's cursed. Eesh. Okay, <clears throat> verse 4. Who are Israelites? To whom pertain the adoption? Now it says here, this adoption, the adoption, we just read about the adoption. It pertained to them the adoption. How was that? They were adopted as the people of God to whom the law was given. It's not the adoption of, 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 of what we, uh, we just spoke about as um, believers in Christ. And it also pertains to them if they can believe, talking about the new adoption or the adoption in Christ. And the glory, it was the mountain where the glory manifested. And the covenants where it was given, they were first adopted. You are my people that I will give the law to. Then the glory came upon the mountain. Then the covenants were given. 
which was the law, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, which was the, the temple and all those things, and the promises. So it was given to the Jews, the promises, which was only fulfilled in Christ. Okay. Whose are, the, uh, whose are the fathers and whom are concerning the flesh Christ came? So Christ came concerning the flesh part then, but by the Jews. But Paul also says in Galatians, 2 Corinthians 5, clearly, it doesn't, it doesn't relate to Christ according to the flesh anymore. Who is over all, God bless forever. Not the Jews is all over all, Christ is over all. Verse 6, not as though the word of God has taken no effect. So he says here, here are the Jewish people, all the things were given to them, Christ came from them and everything. Then, then listen to this, verse 6. Not as though the word of God has taken no effect. So, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. So what he says is, listen, let me tell you something. There's the nation Israel, and they are this big, and I tell you now, the promises were given to them, everything was given to them. But the effect that the word of God had was by not making them a nation anymore. And bringing a new Israel, which are those that believe in Jesus Christ. Breaking that nation. <laughs> saying, we are the nation Israel. But now the church will want to try and build it together again. You will no, never build it t- together again. Until Jesus comes, you will never. You are working against the cross. You are working against the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you will never have life. You will destroy your life. You will destroy your peace. You will destroy your joy. And any joy and peace you do have is fake. Because it comes out of human effort. You just feel very spiritual because you've done something for Israel. You find your joy in your works. And not in the cross of Jesus Christ. For you deserting the cross because you are pro a nation. If you are pro a nation, you are against the gospel. That is how simple it is. So I want to tell you, I want to pray for all those that have been caught up in the trap of this sin of rejecting the gospel by placing a nation above somebody else. And I would like to pray for you and um, just lead you in a prayer of repentance where you can say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are bringing the truth of the gospel and you help me to not discriminate against the Jews anymore. Thank you that I can see them for who they truly are and what Christ has done for them. And that I can relate to them from this one thing. If one died, then all are dead. Then all the Jews died. All Israel died. All the Zulus died. All the causes died. So that we no more would live unto ourselves, which is our ethnic groups, our nations and our laws. But that we can now live unto Him. Unto Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's just pray together. Father, I want to pray for everybody that's been caught in this lie. I thank you, Lord, that they can be set free today. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you they will be blessed by understanding what you've done on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven us today of discriminating against the Jewish people by saying that you relate to them on the basis of their flesh and not seeing the work of the cross. Thank you the promise are made to everyone that believes. It's not of works. Thank you there is no more nations before you but one new man, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, where people have got to go in front of the congregations and repent and say that they have not preached the true gospel. Thank you that you strengthen them and how to speak to the leaderships and how to, how to just communicate this. I thank you, Lord, that they can be set free in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for that, my Father. Amen and amen. I want to thank you that you've watched. I know this was a very radical message. I didn't even plan to preach this morning here. Um, like I'm leaving tomorrow, I would have wanted to go out this morning with my family. Um, but I just felt in my heart I wanted to minister, minister this message. I'm not angry with anybody. All I want to just say is, let's be set free and let's not fall into the trap of Satan and walk in the freedom that Christ has given us. Um, don't be against... Uh, uh, people that preach this um, uh, uh, in the sense of trying bad mouth and all that and gossip and no just know that that is not the true gospel don't believe it and don't spread it don't send money to Israel because they are a special nation send money to them if you want to help the poor send money to Ethiopia if you want to help the poor uh, bless if you want to pray for a certain, if you want to pray for Israel, um, you know, pr- pray for them. 
if, if, if you want. Uh, but I want to tell you, rather preach the gospel to them. It's more powerful. It's really like that. Paul says, my prayer is that they might be saved. And you can just say that as well. My prayer is that Israel might be saved. In the same way is my prayer. So what, what did Paul say? He said that Israel is not saved. Romans chapter, he, Romans chapter 10. My prayer is that Israel might be saved. Israel's not saved. He didn't say, well, thank God that Israel are Israelites. And because of they are the people of God, they are saved. No, no. He said they are not saved. What does it mean if you're not saved? It means if Jesus returns, you will not be forever with Him. That's what it means. It means you will be wiped off the face of the earth. Now, if you are anti-the Jew, preach this erroneous gospel and destroy a whole nation and destroy the church. Let's preach a true gospel that people can be free. We've got only one point of reference. When it comes to the Jew, when it comes to the Gentile, when it comes to man, woman, children, slave or free, and that is Jesus Christ. And the wall of separation has been broken down, making of the two one new man, which is the born-again person in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for that. And we don't have to be in the flesh anymore. Thank you so much. Those of you that want to pray for me on this trip to the U.S., you're more than welcome. Thank you for uh, all your love. Thank you for your support. Those of you that support Dynamic Love Ministries on a faithful basis, constant basis, thank you so much for making your donations um, towards this ministry. God love you, God bless you, and remember this one thing, you can always, always enjoy the love of God. Amen.